it's all deal based. If you can show her or him that it's a, a fantastic deal and, and there's multiple exit strategies, people are willing to lend out their money. You're listening to The Right Club Podcast, where the focus is all about helping you grow your real estate investment portfolio and live the life you want to live. Come grow with us and join our community at therightclub.com. And now your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi. Welcome back, Right Club Nation, to our Right Club Podcast. Hello, co-host Alfonso Salemi. How are you? Hey, good, Sarah. How's it going? Excellent. So we've got a great podcast lined up with one of our very longtime attendees of the Right Club, Roger Sherwood, who started real estate investing not too long ago and is already flipping his first property, but on his third. And he's a great young guy that was learning it and taking action and uh, was providing some great insights to us. Absolutely. And, and that's such a cool part of what we get to do at the Right Club is, you know, it's been two years now that we just celebrated our two-year anniversary. And, and Roger said, you know, he was there at the first event and he's been attending events consistently. And now he's up to just close to closing on his, on his third investment property, which I like to think we have like a little bit of part of that. Like he, he says, like, if it wasn't for the Right Club, he wouldn't have met Claire who helped him on the financing on that and, and the people on his power team and introducing that. And that's, that is so amazing. And so what we always talk about is that together we're stronger. We share our resources. I know, Sarah, even when I just first met you and you were kind of had a few properties and then you started growing and now like you're just killing it with your coaching, your mentoring, you're speaking at like investor forums and people are reaching out to you and, and you're on like some popular podcasts in the US as well. And, and we've shared some best practices in terms of our own business. And that's what it's about. It's a really a team sport. And, and I think that was like the theme with Roger and, and what he was talking about was getting the best from everybody and, and utilizing it in your own way. Absolutely. I mean, it, it is pretty cool to see too that you don't need to be a 10 to 20 property investor to be able to get 100% financing. There's ways that uh, you do that through networking and, and meeting the correct people. And literally he's not putting a penny of his own money into this deal that he's working on, getting 100% financing and then working with a JV partner to finance the rental costs. So he's very strategic in, uh, in what he wants to do. And he also wants to go to 31 properties in the next five years. So really excited to follow his path just to see what he's been up to for the, you know, in six months from now, or what's, what's he going to be doing in a year from now? Cause he's not going to be on fire and he is. So I'm super excited. Absolutely. We're definitely going to have to do a follow-up episode and, and see how he's doing and how he progresses along that and, and just the growth. And, and that's the cool part too. And again, I can't thank you enough by helping me, first of all, introducing me to podcasts, period. And then now doing this podcast, how we're able to, to spotlight so many members of the Right Club and share that and give that because it's tough to meet. Like we had over 250 people at our last event. It's, I don't want to say hard, it's almost impossible to meet every single person in that room, but through the podcast, we can introduce those people and show them that it is possible. No excuses, guys. No excuses. If there is an, on an issue or an obstacle or a problem that you run into, there is an answer out there. It, you're not alone. There are ways to, to get it done out there. Absolutely. What's new with you before we get on to our interview? What's, uh, what's been happening? 
Yeah, so we've been picking up. We're we're well on our way now to uh, almost 110 rent to own. So wait, we hold got, on, 110? Like literally last month you had 100. So 10 in the last month. Holy crap, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's you know they're not all closed yet. They're all in progress. So maybe by the end of it we end up with like 106 or 107 or something like that. But all on the hopper, finding more clients, working with more investors, showing people the power of rent to own. Really, right? Of how we can you know supplement income, add cash flow. We had just got a beautiful email from an investor. They just went away to Mar- with on March break with their children to Disney World. And they're basically like, yeah, this was, our vacation was paid for. I, you know, I won't say the address, but you know, like one, two, three main street property from the cash flow for the last like year and a half, two years. And I'm like, that's amazing, right? So I know Disneyland makes dreams come true, but if it wasn't for JAG, then they couldn't have gone to Disneyland. So hopefully we're mm-hmm. making dreams true too right yeah absolutely congrats on all your success it's so awesome to see because not even when i first met you i mean you had half of what you have so you've really scaled it up so well, and, that's, and that's no coincidence with sarah larby in my corner and on my side and one of my five people are in that circle of influence you've definitely you've pushed me you've made me a better person a better at business better at real estate so i, I got i want to thank you for that as well too and and now you're doing that on an amazing scale as well helping so many other new investors or even seasoned investors, the Burr strategy, like that is your sweet spot. That is your comfort zone. Like you have the playbook, like that's amazing. So what are you up to? What are you, what are, how are you growing the empire? Yeah. I mean, I'm working with JVs now. It's, uh, it's quite exciting. So I've, uh, I've acquired what I've acquired self-financing and I can still keep self-finance self-financing, but you know, there's been some key people that I actually enjoy working with. And, uh, and I'm, I'm pretty picky when it comes to my JV partners, like obviously it has to be a good fit, but working with some of them that I'm really excited about what we're going to find and still looking, but we are you know ready to jump in as soon as that, the right deal comes along. And it's, for me, it's about finding that right deal. It doesn't have to be a home run, but it needs to make sense. And regardless of where it is or, or who it is, I just want to make sure that I also help people along the way and show them what we're looking for and how to analyze the numbers. And I like doing a little bit of coaching as we are doing the deals too. So working on that, tons of things going on. I mean, at this time when this airs, it'll probably be summer. So I'm, I'm sure I'll be enjoying the cottage a little bit as well. And, uh, and you know what, it's actually already like almost fully booked and we wow. are right now. Yeah, we're in, in March. So I, uh, I'm so glad I like took those long weekends already. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I better, I better jump on Airbnb to get those dates if I want to get out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's crazy how quickly it books up. So there is some inquiries. I got one booking for, I think it was like $7,000 in August for about two weeks, which is pretty awesome. Wow. I think it was actually, it might've been, been a little bit more. I think it was like maybe 7,300, but it is definitely paying for itself. <laughs> love it. Love it. Gives a whole new meaning to summer break, right? So that's awesome. Uh, that's fantastic, Sarah. And, and yeah, and, and as we spend more time together and, you know, build the right club and, and try to provide so much value for, for the attendees, for the Right Club Nation, at the live events, through this podcast, other amazing projects that we have in the works. It's, uh, yeah, really exciting stuff to come. And uh, can't wait to, to learn more and more for, from, from our guests. And, and Roger's just another perfect example of he's going in there. And, and I always used to, you know, I love saying this, he's just a young guy full of piss and vinegar, rocking it, doing his thing, and, yeah, and just killing it. So this is a really great interview. Hope you guys like it. So uh, enjoy. Hey, good morning, Roger. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you for coming on a Sunday. We really appreciate it. Now, we are really excited to have you on the show, and you are an inspiration, I think, to many. You've got tons of great insights, and why don't we just get started? So first question, Roger, tell yeah. us a little bit about yourself. So myself, basically, going all the way back, finished high school, went into pipe fitting, was, realized it wasn't really for me, so I went to school, construction engineering, went to the office setting still realize, you know what, this isn't even really for me. Like this nine to five, it's just, it's grinding me down. It's, it's killing me and it's so early. So I went to a franchise expo and listened to some speakers and learned about real estate investing and hopped on Google that night and just never looked back. Now just uh, grinding away, trying to be a real estate investor, working for myself. Yeah, that's awesome, Roger. And you know what? In the right club rooms at the events, there's definitely a, a multitude of engineers. For some reason, a lot of uh, a lot of different engineers from different walks of life are attracted to the uh, the real estate business. So, you know, like a little bit of like with your engineering background, the construction engineering, have you found that beneficial in in your investing uh, career? I definitely have. I have uh, a lot of tools, both from work and from the classroom, that I've been able to use as sort of a foundation for real estate investing. A lot of, a lot of the number stuff, right? So a lot of the guesswork uh, has been taken out of it, which is fantastic for me just for risk. But uh, yeah, it's been nice. I have a little bit of a foundation here with my documents. So Absolutely. And my, my business partner is also an engineer as well. So it definitely comes in beneficial when, when you are analyzing and looking at stuff as the old saying goes, right? Numbers don't lie. And it, sometimes we get emotional about a property that we really wanted or it's really cash flowing or it's a really great deal in a really great area. And we sometimes let the emotions take control. So it is good just to go back and analyze it just by looking at the numbers and really seeing fact or fiction. So having that analytical so, side to it, right? Absolutely. Now, now, Roger, what type of real estate investing are you into and what does your portfolio look like? So I'm very new. Bought my first property just a year ago but I have two buy and holds right now and currently closing April 17th on my first flip. So Congratulations. I'm really nervous and really excited at the same time, but it's, I think it's going to be good. Why did you decide to get into real estate investing? I decided to get in. Like I said, you know, the being on the tools wasn't quite for me. Being in the office wasn't quite for me. And I knew there's something out there for me, man. a little bit here, a little bit there, being in the office one day, being out on the tools one day, out in the field, talking to people, networking. I, I just, I wanted to jump around a little bit. I didn't want to be confined to just the office or just turning a wrench. So I realized real estate investing was that tool. So I got into it. I haven't looked back and uh, realized there's a lot of great people in this game and it's a team sport. So it's a, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah like you said, it's, it's early on to use your words. It's early on in your career and, and you're already kind of antsy and saying, I know I don't want to be stuck behind a desk. So what are some of the things that motivates you to, to get on that track to you know that financial freedom that we always talk about? Yeah. So big motivator for me is uh, just my time. Like I'm, uh, everybody needs to be motivated by money. We need, we need money to, to buy things. That's just the reality. But for me, it's more so just freeing up that time for being with my family and being with my new fiance. And so I'm realizing early that I don't want to be nine to five. I don't want to be grinding for that paycheck every week. I want to be able to go on vacation when I want to go on vacation. And I want to stay home when I want to stay home. I want to be 
working that 24-7 lifestyle, that's what I wanted. So I think for me, yeah, it's mostly just for time spent for myself and with my family and friends. And, and I think that's very important. I think real estate investing has the power to make that really happen for people. Absolutely. Time freedom is the reason that I do what I do as well. It's money aside, like it's never really just about the money. It's what can you create with your life and being able to do what you want, where you want, when you want, et cetera, is yeah. huge motivator. And my take on it is very similar to yours is I strive to get to that freedom where I can be wherever I want and do whatever I want. And that's the goal. And, and I really like you want to do this when I'm, I think in the next 10 years or less. So Roger, talk to us about your first property. So what did that look like? How did you get financing? How did you find it? Walk us through that. So my first property, pretty straightforward. I got in touch at a networking event with a realtor, a rockstar realtor, investment specific realtor, which I didn't know what that meant at the time. Now I realize they're beautiful people. He had a guy doing a flip out in Port Colborne and he kept showing me it. We kept walking through it mid flip and he told me, you know what, this is going to be a good deal. That's going to be in your price range as far as financing goes and could easily do this one. Uh, I did a first time home buyer on it. First time home buyer, 5% down and it was a turnkey investment. And I, it's not a fantastic deal. But it was a per the perfect deal to get all the kinks ironed out, both with going through the process of financing, going through the process of looking for deals, finding deals, what the deals actually look like. And then actually, after closing on the deals, going through the process with the tenants and ironing that out and collecting a deposit and filling out applications, finding a good tenant in a good area. And it's just been a, a really good experience piece for me, mostly. And that's just a little three bed, one bath, single family out in Port Colburn. Hey, Right Club Nation. We'd like to take a short break from the podcast to introduce you to Ryan Carson, who is the leader and visionary at Carson Law. It's a firm based out of Burlington, Ontario, that provides legal services in the areas of residential and commercial real estate, corporate and business matters, estate planning, and intellectual property. Ryan has handpicked his legal and admin team who have developed an efficient process that can help with every aspect of the transaction. This includes acting on purchases, sales, refinances, receiving funding, reviewing contracts, drafting and reviewing joint venture and partnership agreements, assisting with private lending, and building the right corporate structure. Right Club Nation, you will recognize Carson Law and his team as regular attendees and loyal supporters of our monthly meetings. They possess the perfect balance of legal experience and desire to achieve client satisfaction that ensures each deal is successfully executed in a timely manner. And by the way, even though their main office is in Burlington, they have a mobile signing service that will send a lawyer to meet with clients, which is awesome. At Carson Law, you can count on their legal advice for home, for work, and for life. Now, Back to the podcast. Yeah, like you said, it gets you through that process, right? Is that first step to maybe alleviate those fears, to put in that first offer. I know myself, when I put in the first offer on real estate, I was so nervous. I thought, I was like, oh my God, I have to buy this. And it was so crucial. But really, at the end of the day, it was just an offer. And as you get further and further down those steps, it becomes easier and easier the second or third or the fourth time. So maybe like a few things that stick out in that first process that 
you're like, oh, I, I'm going to change the way that I do it the second time or the third time or the fourth time, maybe a few little points that you picked up from your first project. Right. So I'm in a good area of uh, Port Colborne, but I would say getting that property in sort of the best neighborhood because I've had a fair amount of struggles with finding a good tenant for that specific property. So I would say that what I learned from my first one to my second one is I went from an okay area of town and that's only going to really attract okay tenants. But I want that good premium tenant because tenants are everything really. Like at the end of the day on buy and holds, it's all about the tenant. That's, that's your revenue stream. So from the first one to the second one, I ended up getting my second one in Fort Erie in a neighborhood called Crescent Park. And that's a a well-interested end of town. So that one I filled, I filled that property with a great tenant in a couple weeks. Whereas with that first property, it took me two months just to get an okay tenant. And uh, so far, knock on good, it's been okay. But just getting that good property in that good neighborhood to attract that good tenant is just so crucial. So I think that's what I learned from, from the first one so far. Yeah, so but, good advice. Uh, yeah. Other than that, on the more uh, business end of things, it's just going through the motions. It's just taking action and getting out there and making those phone calls, talking to your realtor, getting hooked up with your broker, your insurer, just going through all those motions, getting all the steps down and then just really honing in on the next one and making it duplicatable and scalable, really. Absolutely. So Roger, I'm just curious, because I don't think we've had anybody on the show that invests in Fort Erie and Port Colburn. But I've always been somewhat interested in it. Can you tell us why you chose those two markets? You know what? I'm out working in St. Catharines. So I, I live in Hamilton. I'm working in St. Catharines. And all these meetings I go to and everybody I talk to, they're all like they all go as far as basically Hamilton. And then there are, of course, those other people that are sort of in the Niagara region too. But I just think it's an untapped market right now. And it is shifting. It's definitely gone up in value. It was that big year. And what was it, 2016, everything, everything shot up, including Niagara region, including Port Colburn, just little old Port Colburn went up. You could buy a $60,000 property in 2014. Now that property, you can't buy something for less than 200,000. That's just how it goes, but you can still buy something for 200,000. Whereas in Hamilton, it's, you're looking at double. So for me, attracting JV partners and just with my capital available, I saw the opportunity to buy at a lower value, but in those good areas of those good cities, attracting good tenants like normal. And they're out there, the good properties and the good neighborhoods attracting good tenants. They're out there in a little old Fort Erie or little old Port Colburn. And, and it's going to be booming soon, I think. Well, I think everybody, everybody knows about the goal line eventually wrapping around the lake and heading out towards the Niagara area. And that's what Right. Kind of that's one of the main things. Obviously, the QEW, the access to to the GTA and, and the Toronto market. So maybe besides those few things that we just mentioned, what are some other draws or other major industries or or jobs or or things that do attract? Because you say it's all about the tenants. That's at the end of the day, your clients. I forget who says it, but you know, if you're who are you selling your hamburgers to? If you're a hamburger shop, right? So what are some of the other draws or or the reasons why people are in the Niagara area? Well, that GO train is going all the way through now. I mean, it has Niagara Falls, all the casinos and hotels. It's a nice draw. Um, in the Niagara region specifically, there are a fair amount of different demographics. But uh, I actually know somebody who sells heavy machinery to company, or sorry, rents heavy machinery to companies out in the Niagara region. And so he basically has the inside track about large companies growing in that area. So, for example, uh, that GE plant, they just 
built out a nice GE plant out in Welland. He rented the heavy machinery to break ground on that plant. So he kind of had an inside track of hundreds of jobs before they even broke ground because he was renting that heavy machinery to produce this GE plant. Now on that same strip, I think it's Highway 120, it's just going to be commercial business after commercial business growing on the Highway 120 there, followed by that GE plant. It really shook things up. So that's just going to be job after job after job. And it's going to attract, it's going to pull from Fort Erie, Niagara Falls, Welland, Fort Colburn, and uh, it's just going to keep growing. Absolutely. I think that's important is to look at the fundamentals before starting to invest in a city and understanding there is probably about 10 different criteria that I would look for in terms of fundamentals. I mean, you've, you've named definitely a few of them, but that's really important because you don't want to be buying into a town where, you know, your vacancy rates are extremely high or the tenant profile is not exactly who you want or the jobs are leaving town or there's just one main employer or industry. So there's definitely a lot of things to look out for. But let's talk about just your financial in terms of the properties. What have you bought? So like you're saying it's about 200,000. Like what do the rents look like? Can you walk us through that? Yeah, so I bought my first one, it was 238. And uh, my second one, uh, it was 284. And rent on the 238 property is in Port Colburn. Uh, My rent is 1400 uh, plus utilities. And then on the $284,000 property in Fort Erie in Crescent Park, 1650 plus utilities. And that's just two single family homes. My kind of my end game on the Port Colburn one, uh, it used to be a mixed use building. So I'm thinking long term, perhaps converting that back to mixed use because it is just off the main street drag there. And as far as the Crescent Park property, uh, it's a back split with a massive basement. So I'm thinking maybe a duplex conversion later on for that one. But uh, for now, yep, just two single families, sixteen fifty on a two hundred eighty-four thousand dollar property, and then two thirty-eight on, uh, sorry, fourteen hundred on that two hundred thirty-eight thousand dollar property. Uh, both five percent down, uh, both with my brother as a partner, and both are breaking even. So not crazy numbers, but five percent down. I think I've been out of pocket twenty grand on both those deals. And to break even with my mortgage being paid down, two good tenants, and perhaps appreciation in the area, and, and thought of refinancing with two different exit strategies to potentially gain more cash flow down the road, I think it's been a pretty good start anyways, especially at 5% down with minimal capital out of my pocket. Absolutely. And, and like you had touched on earlier is the experience that you're gaining going through this, right? Even you know interacting with tenants, what you're doing to the property, you said maybe fairly mostly turnkey for, for the most part for the first two properties. But let's talk about that third property that you're coming into, that, the, that flip property. So obviously it's, it's, it's firm. It hasn't closed yet. It's coming up on closing dates. So now's a lot of the time that you know, you're preparing and, and getting all the things worked out. So where are you now in, the, in that flip project? And, and what, uh, what do you have planned? Have you got budgets in mind? What are some of the things that you plan on doing? Yeah, so... We can go through that one extensively, really. I, I'm excited about it. So I just uh, got the financing condition removed on Friday. Uh, so that was the last condition. So it's, it's firm. It's, it's, it's hitting uh, April 17th. So right now I have a partner on that one. I got received a 100% loan to value from Claire Drage, one of our Right Club beautiful presenters. And I have a partner on that for the working capital. We're, we're projecting about a $70,000 rental on that one. 
and uh, we purchased it for 370 and we're putting about 70 into it with closing costs and holding costs, of course. And we're projecting an ARV conservatively of around 6, 620 on that one. Awesome. And now where is this one located? That one's in Ridgeway. So just west of Fort Erie in Ridgeway, Crystal Beach area. It's sort of like the new Niagara on the lake as far as I'm concerned. It is gorgeous down there. I highly recommend heading out to Crystal Beach and, and Ridgeway. Beautiful little gem. But yeah, houses are going wild out there. This is a rural residential property. It sits on 3.7 acres. It has a three-car garage and it's, it's beautiful. Lots of people are retiring and heading down that way from Toronto. So what's going to be your plan after you're done the renovations? Are you going to Airbnb it? Are you going to do it as a long-term hold or what's the plan? We're going to actually just fix it and flip it. We're going we're gonna to try and sell it, uh, offload it for some profits. I have, on my personal life, a little bit of school debt that I would like to take care of, a little bit of vehicle debt that I would love to take care of. It's burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> and I have a wedding coming up in October. So that's, uh, that's that. Yeah, that's this one. Uh, I need to take care of some personal things so I can start worrying about scaling uh, the business. So I think that's what this one's going to take care of. That's incredible. And, and that's the really the, the power of why we get into those rooms, why we have these conversations is, like you said, there's things you have to check off on your list, right? You want to you take care of that school debt, the car debt, wedding to pay for, right? Those can add up for sure, right? Everything seems to be more if you're doing it for a wedding. But, yes. but that, that's the cool part is that there's, there's all different reasons why we, we get into certain projects, do certain things and, right. and take on certain investments, right? Because we right. want whether, you know, whether there's the time, the cash flow to replace income, to, to pay off debt. So good on you for, for doing that. And I think sometimes we do get caught up. A lot of people, there's no good deals out there and you can't find nothing. And, but you're going out there and you're making that deal. No one just brought this to you and presented it to you and say, here, here you go. You're going out there, you're finding it, you're, you're making that deal yourself. And like you said, finding 100% financing, right? That's really cool that you're in that room. So maybe talk about how that works, how, what a hundred percent financing is for those people that maybe have never done a deal like that. Yeah. And I just want to say to end that point, I'm just a normal guy. Like I just went to school, got a little bit educated. Like anybody can do these types of things. Like it's not really rocket science. It's, it's not easy, but it is simple, right? Like we've heard that before. And I think anybody that would be listening to this podcast, pick up a book and head to a right club meeting and you'll be on your way. Because I'm just a normal guy paying off my car, paying off my school debt, paying for a wedding. Lots of people have to do those things. But I've sort of found a way that other people can find too to make those things happen. So, But uh, as far as 100% loan to value, that's, that was just picking up a book, getting myself educated, putting some infrastructure behind my name uh, with my company, Ontario Property Freedom, just gaining some credibility, heading to a right club meeting, uh, talking to somebody like Claire. And showing her that, uh, you know, I'm more than capable and handling it this type of deal. I have some infrastructure behind my name and my company. And uh, I have a deal that works. And that's all it takes. Claire, all Claire and uh, people like Claire for 100% loan to value, whether it's a broker or whether it's a JV partner, they just need to see that you're confident, capable. You have some infrastructure built up behind you. And you have a deal that makes sense at the end of the day. So... I'm not some special, special person and, you know, none of us are. We just buckle down, become educated, work hard and we find the deals and we make it happen. Absolutely. You take action. You don't let the analysis paralysis stop you and you just go and get it. Yes. You have to take a little bit of risk. 
So Absolutely. a quick, a quick follow up on that. So again, back, back to the, the financing part of it. So is that bank finance? Is it a private lender? How, like, where, where are the funds coming from? Like you said, you, you have a business partner, your brother as well too. So if yeah. you can touch quickly touch upon that. And so uh, this house, it was 370,000, uh, the purchase price with that hundred percent loan to value covered by a broker. Um, and what that does is she covers the, the full 370. I just have to come to the table with the closing costs to make that deal happen. Okay. So she is now the broker on that deal. There's no bank financing at all. No mortgage payments on that, just monthly interest payments. And that's to her, the broker. Yeah, so that's the beauty of working with a mortgage broker is that sometimes they have their own money that they lend out on good deals. And you probably found something that she's like, oh, this one is a great opportunity. And that's why she's probably investing. Because I'm sure lots of people are thinking right now, oh, well, I'm just going to go to the broker and get some financing. But they definitely don't lend on everything. Like it has to be a, a good opportunity. It has to be a good deal and to a competent individual for sure. But nobody's special, just somebody who shows that they're on the right track. They have some education and uh, that they can make the deal happen. And, and, and credit, of course. You need to have some good credit, too. But Absolutely. Uh, other than that, it's, it's all deal-based. If you can show her or him uh, that it's a, a fantastic deal and, and there's multiple exit strategies, it, people are willing to uh, lend out their money, whether it's a broker or a JV partner or but what have you, hard money lender, it, the money's out there. You just have to show that you're competent and that the deal works and, uh, and be well connected. Absolutely. Like, I, I, mean, I wouldn't have heard of uh, this broker if I didn't go to an event like the right clubs. You know, I pick up a book, I become educated, I go to an event, I show that I have some knowledge, I see somebody like Claire, I talk to somebody like Claire, and now 100% loan to value. Uh, now all I need is the working capital to make the deal happen and to appreciate the value on that home which I have a partner on for this one, for the working capital, so. So really, you're not putting any of your own money? Zero dollars so far. That's amazing. So what's next? Are you looking for another one after this? What is the next goal? So my goal, I have a goal, 31 doors in five years. So that's my goal. And that's basically, I was talking to my coach, my mentor. He says, these are your expenses, this much expenses, these 31 doors with an average cash flow of say $100 will cover your expenses. So you need to get 31 doors to maintain your lifestyle and you should be doing it in five years. And he had a goal way back when, when he started of 100 doors by the time he was 65 years old. And he reached that goal in 10 years. This was in 2003, I believe. And by 2013, he had a hundred doors under his belt and he had a goal of a hundred doors by the time he was 65. He crushed that goal by, by four times. Yeah. And that's fantastic. And it's so important that you mentioned like, you know, a coach or a mentor or someone that drives you. And we always talk about the people that you surround yourself with. And, you know, like, uh, I think the cell phone companies used to call it the, my five or the, the five people or that, that circle of influence, however many people that is, if it's five or 10 or, or 50, but it's, it's the people that are pushing you and driving you and, and taking the advice from people that are in a position where you want to aspire to get to, right? Like you don't, take then there's nothing wrong about any any job or any facility but it's it's the same way that you're working at i'm sure you know the the company that you're at now like sitting behind the desk and that somebody's there that's a lifer for 30 years and they're telling you how to do things and you're like well i don't want your life so why would i take advice from you right so in five years you're crazy that's ludicrous 
And yeah. I would have thought that too a year ago, but you know, I hooked up with the right people and if they're doing a hundred doors in 10 years, yeah. Why, why couldn't I do 31 in five years? I mean, with the power of JV partners, that's compoundable. It's, it's out there. It's possible. Yeah. And, and I, and I made a note of something that you said that it's a, it's a team sport right? Where you have different experts, like you said, you have a partner that's coming up with the working capital, Claire, the broker that had come up with the balance of the financing. You have the, the knowledge, the, the, the know-how of finding the, the particular property or the deal and putting that all together and everybody plays their role, right. whether it's the inspector, insurance, uh, the realtors, all that, they, they play their different roles in, in the process. So I really loved how you said that, that it's a team sport. Yeah, it's, it's very important for sure. And the right team members too. That's it. The right team members that are geared to helping investors and ideally are investors themselves. Yes, absolutely. Awesome. So Roger, the next part of this podcast is our lightning round. So all our guests get the same four questions. Are you ready to play? Yes. It's now time for the lightning round. This week's lightning round is brought to you by Daniel St. John. Do you think using other people's money is a strategy for other people? Not you? At Safe and Sound Real Estate Investment Group, Daniel's been teaching people just like you how to use other people's money for almost 10 years. To find out more, go to www.sasrig.com. That's www.sasreig.com. And download your free copy of the special report, Arms Length RSP Mortgages, Canada's Best Kept Investment Secret. You'll be amazed at how you can leverage other people's money to help you finance as many real estate deals as you want. All right. First answer that comes to mind. Question number one, what is the best advice you've ever received from another investor or at a networking event? Best advice I have ever received. You know what? I would just say working on that knowledge, working on that education. It's, it's so crucial. Like it's just an infinite return. Like you, you think of the price of a book. And what that book can do for you, it's unbelievable. Like a $20 book, I'm not joking. It could produce six, seven, eight figures for you just by learning, just by learning and understanding it and be, becoming an expert in that one book or that one podcast or that, that one video or module that you've learned from. And then going ahead and taking action on that, on that uh, piece of literature and just focusing on that education. And just, it's, it's the only thing that's an infinite return. Like it's, for every, everything, you need to put out money, down payment, working capital, this or that, investments, mutual funds, everything. You put money and hope to make money. Whereas with your education, it's, it's just about picking up that book, working hard, and then it's an infinite return from there on out. It's, it's so important. And I haven't learned that from just one person. I've learned that from everybody who has, who has had success. It's, it's so crucial. Yes, that's a great answer. Great answer, Roger. Okay, so the second question, lightning round. What is your favorite real estate investing resource? You know what? I love, I mean, I don't know if this is uh, the right answer, but I love podcasts. Like instead of popping on the radio on, like I have a 45-minute commute to and from work, so that's an hour and a half every day where I could just be listening to the radio, uh, which most people do and which I've done for my whole life uh, up until recently. But popping on a podcast on my way to work and on my way home, it's so easy to do. I'm just sitting in my car. I have to get from A to B anyways. Why just play music when I could be learning for free? Absolutely. Think- you know, driving university, the best thing ever. Yeah. I, that's, I read a book, I think it was Malcolm Gladwell, and he said, to be an expert in something, you need to practice it or do it for 10,000 hours. 
And I'm like, okay, how am I going to get to 10,000 hours? And that driving and listening to podcasts instead of the radio is really how, even for me, I was able to speed up my whole sale, like learning process. And I would have never been able to do it otherwise if it wasn't for listening to podcasts and educating myself that way. So great answer, Roger. Question number three, what is the one attribute that has made you most successful? You know what, without uh, sounding too conceited, uh, the one attribute I would say, it's just going out and taking action. Like uh, Alfonso touched on it before and Sarah, you too. It's everything. Like you can read all these books, like I've said, listen to all these podcasts, gain all this knowledge, which is very important, but equally as important is taking action. There, You can't get anything done without taking action. It's it's common sense. It's straightforward. So for me, I, I leave the uh, emotions out of it and I just... I see something and then I do something. That's that's basically it. I I learn something or something needs to get done. I, I get out there and do it. I I meet somebody at Starbucks. I go to a, a networking event. I contact my broker. I connect the dots. I go out and meet joint venture partners and talk to somebody like Claire, give her all the information she requires to give me 100% loan to value. It's just taking action. That's It's so simple, but so powerful. That's a great attribute and a great quality to have to, to not be scared to take that step. And, right. you know, I think people say it about questions, but if, if you, if you ask a question, maybe you sound stupid for a minute, but if you don't ask that question, you're stupid right. for life because you maybe never get the answer. Right. So that, that's, that's right. That's right. That's yeah. right. All right. So last question of the lightning round, what is a Sunday, a typical Sunday morning look like for you? What are you doing? Typical Sunday morning, other than uh, doing this podcast right now, this isn't typical for me. Uh, this is a first for me, actually. I'm really, really happy to be on. Thank you, guys. Sunday is like the busiest day of the week for me uh, as far as workload because Monday to Friday, you're, you're confined to your desk 40 hours a week, 40 crucial hours a week, nine to five. Those are important hours, but expenses need to be paid. Money needs to be made. And uh, you need to have that balance of working while you're working on yourself too after hours. But on a Sunday, that's that's all selfish hours for me. That's work aside, family aside, friends aside. Sunday is the day I wake up. I focus on the business, get my ducks in a row for a week, for the, the, the coming week, and just making sure I'm prepared to progress forward because it's kind of that free day. So I don't have too much going on. I don't have chores to run or errands to run on the weekends. I don't have to worry about work or being tired or hitting the gym. Sunday just that day you wake up and you focus on on you and, and growing that business because it's a it's a bonus day. It's a free day as far as I'm concerned. You have to take advantage of it, I think. Great answer. So Roger, if our listeners wanted to reach out and know more about you, where can they go? So I have my business. It's Ontario Property Freedom. I'm all over social media or try to be anyways. Yeah, you can hop on Facebook, Ontario Property Freedom, Instagram, Ontario Property Freedom. OntarioPropertyFreedom.com, and uh, that's pretty much me as far as real estate investing is concerned. If you see Ontario Property Freedom, then that's myself, Roger Sherwood. That's fantastic. Any last words of advice or anything that you'd like uh, the Right Club Nation to uh, to know? You know what? I did think of something, and I think it was is it Robert Herjavec, uh, one of the Shark Tank? Yep. Really good guy. I, I love that guy. Says a lot of inspiring things and just has a real nice personality on uh, on Shark Tank there. Uh, and something he said that has really resonated with me is he would rather be tired than poor. And for the listeners at home, I think, you know what, if you have to work 
80 hours a week, you know, nine to five at your regular job and then focus on you after five and take advantage of that Sunday. Yeah, you're going to be tired. Yeah, there's going to be late nights, early mornings. It's going to feel like a grind. It's that 24-7 lifestyle. But you know what? It's going to pay off if you're, if you're getting out there and taking action. And yes, you're going to be tired. But if you're tired and you're taking action, then there's a good chance you're not going to be poor. And personally, I'd rather be tired than poor. So I think that's uh, just a real nice quote to end it from uh, Robert Herjavec. Absolutely. Boredom is to me the worst thing that I would rather make myself busy. And sometimes Matt is like, why don't you just relax a bit? I'm like, this is my idea of relaxing because I'm (laughs) just going to sit there and watch TV. Like to me, that is boring (laughs) and it's okay. Everyone's got their different definitions, but like you, I love to stay busy. What about you, Alfonso? Um, yeah, no, I like that too. I've, I've been getting more of that as, as we just been getting busier in the, in the business as well too. And as the right club keeps growing and to this this massive thing is, yeah, definitely. I'm a lot more tired than I am bored these days. That's for sure. Well, triple digits in properties. I bet. Congratulations, by the way. Well, thank you. Thanks Roger. And, uh, I love, I love that quote and I know Robert Herjavec said it, but I'm not never going to forget that you shared it with me. So I, I really, uh, I appreciate that and sharing that with the Right Club Nation. And thank yeah. you so much for, for your time today. And yeah, look forward to seeing you at uh, future Right Club events. I will be there. Thank you very much for having me, guys. And the Right Club, I've seen it grow. I've been there since day one. What a great club. It's, it's truly my favorite club. And I've seen you guys grow, Sarah and Alfonso. Good on you guys. And uh, you, Alfonso, from the time. I've been telling some people this. Uh, I used to remember you as the MC. Uh, good MC. Good MC. But now it is... It is unbelievable the work you put in uh, as the MC, and it, you do a fantastic job. And and Sarah, I know you're working hard behind the scenes there too. In that club, that club, you, the two of you have grown that so well, and I'm I'm so happy for the two of you and for that club and what you guys are doing for the Right Club Nation. And as a member of the Right Club Nation, it is so important to be a part of a membership like that, and it, it's unbelievable. It really is. So thank you too for that. Thank you so much, Roger. And we couldn't have done it without the support from all of you and people coming out and being part of that community and working to, to grow together. So yeah. thank you so much for, for those words. And Roger, I'm looking forward to, we are looking forward to seeing you at the future events. And guys, come out and meet Roger, come out and talk to Roger. There's lots of deals, lots of opportunities that happen at the Right Club. And we've all done some type of deal with somebody there, I think, for the, for the most part. And I think that's the beauty of it is we're all there helping each other, helping each other grow. So thank you, Roger, for being on the podcast. And we are looking forward to seeing you at the Right Club. You will see me there. Looking forward to it as well. And thanks again, guys. Really appreciate it. Wow. What an interesting interview, man. Roger is just a smart guy engineer like i said our the right club's like full of engineers my business partner is an engineer and he's so precise 31 properties that he wants to hit wow what an amazing guy absolutely i'm so proud of him he's been a longtime member and attendee of the right club and meeting the right people at the right club to put on your power team and look at him he's he's taking action and i love just to see people coming in and learning and then just saying, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to make things happen. And that is Roger. And it's, uh, it's great to see. Yeah. And, and again, in less than a year now, he's onto his third property and, and it's not even so much about the numbers, but it's just that, that confidence that you gain, it's like that snowball going down the hill, gaining momentum, gaining momentum. And, and uh, I know you were talking about like, you know, we always say, and I love you saying, and I always butcher it, but you know, ready, fire, aim. But now when you're firing, you already kind of like have the aim pre-built in. 
you're ready yeah. to say yes or no, yes or no, no, yes, or what you want to pursue so much quicker and faster and, and better. And that's what really gets you to the top of this game is being able to make those quick decisions. You want to analyze it. You want to take the right steps, but you want to be able to get in there so that you can do that. So right off the bat, you know, obviously him in that Niagara area, he knows the fundamentals. You coach that, teach that, look for the fundamentals in, in a specific market area. What do you want to work with? Those are the cool things is that as you learn, you can read that stuff in books, but you acquire that knowledge and you keep it when you actually apply it, right? Absolutely. You got to go out there and, and do it at some point or another. So Alfonso, I, I really enjoy these podcasts because you know what the really cool thing is, is that we really get to get, we get to know our members. We get to know the right club nation, the ones that come out on a regular basis and are able to ask them a ton of questions to really dig into their strategy and what they're actually doing day to day. And like, if we weren't doing this podcast, I wouldn't have a chance to meet this, these awesome people. Yes. Yeah. It's tough. And those nights they're the energy in the room is, is amazing. And there's so many people in the room and it's great. And, and I used to think networking was like, go out to an event and just try to collect as many business cards as you can and just email them and spam them and send them info, but really focus on making good connections and having good conversations and really getting to know those people. And you're right. This is an extension of those events where we're having that conversation with, but we hope that the right club nation feels that they're having that conversation as if they had met them in that room, getting to know that person so that when they actually do meet them in person, they're like, Oh, Hey, yeah. How's that deal going? Or Hey, how's that rental? What's going on? And, and that we get those deeper connections in a more meaningful way, in, in, a, in a more expedited way as well, too. We're using technology to the best of its capabilities, right? Absolutely. Well, I mean, Alfonso, on that note, I think we want to thank everybody that's taken a minute to subscribe to our podcast, to rate our podcast, to review the podcast, and it's allowed us to stay in the top podcast section. It just allows people to find us a lot better. So I want to thank each and every one of you that took the time to do that. And it really is truly appreciated. So thank you. And our next event, if you haven't been to an event yet, let us know, send us an email. Mine is Sarah at the right or you can reach out to Alfonso, which is the same Alfonso at the right And let us know that you're interested in coming for your first time. And we will get you on our special guest list for those of you that have not been there. So we had a really good turnout last time, about 250 people. And it's definitely getting, uh, it's getting really big. But I think it's, it's great because a lot of people are regulars. So they get to see each other. And, and even though it's big, it still feels like a small community. That's right. And that, that's the coolest part is that you see the progress and the growth that if people have made from two years ago, from a year ago, from the last six months, even from last month, about what people are doing and what they're up to. And it's so motivating. It's so inspiring. It's like drinking a Red Bull of real estate investing. You know, it's, it pumps you up, it gets you going, and then, and then go out there and take that action. So again, to, to echo your sentiments, Sarah, thank you so much, The Right Club Nation. We're open-minded people. So if there's any comments, things that you like, things that you don't like from the event standpoint, from the podcast, people that you want to hear from, that if you got an interesting story, we want to hear from you. We're open. We want to make this the best possible podcast that we can and, uh, and share it with as many people as we can. So for the reviews, the ratings, can't thank you enough. Keep them coming. We love reading them. We love seeing them. We take them to heart. And uh, yeah, we, we, go, we constantly want to improve.
Absolutely. So on that note, thank you, Alfonso. And thank you, Right Club Nation, for joining us this week on our podcast. And see you next week. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Right Club podcast and joining our community of real estate investors online at therightclub.com, where the focus is about helping you grow. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Thanks from your hosts, Sarah Larby and Alfonso Salemi.